Welcome to the podcast that puts a finger on the pulse of revenue and technology. On this show, you'll hear from industry experts, executives, and investors on the art of transforming B2B businesses into scale-up insurgents. This is Revenue Uncoded. All right, so let's get ready. We're going to get started. So we're going to start out on today's edition of Revenue Uncoded. Uncoded, 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 uncoded. uncoded. Uh, what we want to talk about is explain to me all this buzz talk about ERP systems and advanced billing and slicing all this stuff up. I hear it all the time, and I hear a lot of BS from a lot of people on this stuff. So what do you think about that? ERP, big billing, slicing, what have you? ERP or enterprise billing? Do you want to what? start with enterprise or do you want to go right, right let's to go, Let's start with enterprise. Okay, so enterprise. So, so first of all, I think a lot of people – segment the marketplace into two buckets, telco billing, which there are hundreds, and enterprise billing over here, right? So and on the enterprise billing, I think there's probably half a dozen that are very large, dedicated enterprise billing or, you know, functionalities, standalone enterprise billers that work in the enterprise space. And in the enterprise space, that means... We will bill anything. That's what they is claim. That, that's, that's the claim. That well, that's the claim. claim I always mm -hmm. hear. That's the claim. So then, so then the other side of the enterprise billing space is the ERP vendors that have billing functionality that live in the enterprise space. So mm -hmm. I kind of look at it as really kind of three variables. One is all the guys in telco and all the guys in that are enterprise billing people and then ERP vendors, and guess what all of them say? Oh, we can build, We can do that. We can do anything. We can do anything. Sure. I've heard that many times. Many times. Yeah. Usually followed by a lot of tears and anguish about six months later. And a lot of money. And True. a lot of money. And a lot of money. you got to spend a lot of money. But if you throw, throw enough developers and coders and resource people at it. Yeah, I'm sure people, uh, you can of course, you've got to pay for it. Yeah. It should take yeah. that amount of time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So 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 let's go to, to what you were just talking about with the ERP space. All right. So. So there's ERP people, all right? And, and you know, almost all of them have a rating engine. Okay, great. Woo, usage, bring it in, rate it, send it over. Okay. So, but the issue is, is that the real variable, the real driver on whether or not you should look at an ERP vendor to do your bailing um, is complexity, right? And, you know, again, I, I hate to kind of repeat some of the things we've said in another podcast, but the real big variable is, you know, what kind of a TCO and five to 10 year horizon you really have when you look at trying to choose a billing system when you are in the enterprise space. Mm -hmm. um, now, and how do you make that choice? Man, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, uh, it, it really kind of gets down to, um, I hate to say it, just requirements and complexity, but, and then, you know, putting, putting the system through the paces, right? Giving real sample scrub data. I think when you're looking at the different vendors in a bake-off um, and, you know, showing who's got the best stuff. Well, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I find it difficult at times when you are reviewing some of these systems and their functionality to get a real, flavor for uh, 
what is an agile change or a flexible change within that one of those systems versus one that says, yes, we can do it, but when you peel the onion back, it involves a level of complexity, money, and time yeah. on an order of about 10 over what you think would should be a flexible piece. Yeah. I think, you know, and that a lot of that's architecture driven and, and how these different pieces are set mm -hmm. up. So mm -hmm. I, I was just trying to think, is there something in that process as a, as a potential purchaser, for example, that I'd want to be looking at to help me judge whether when I'm doing my bake off, whether something's actually nimble and flexible, because I'm not a practitioner in all these things. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to sign the check to get this, I want to make sure I'm getting the best value possible for my money. Well, that's the real fun in a bake-off. You throw them curveballs, right, you yeah. know, while they're there. Because I've watched a very, very large international software organization, like one of the top ten, have a bake-off, right, between the industry leader and, you know, this other best-of-breed vendor who mm -hmm. shall remain nameless. Us. And so, anyway, <laughs> but, but they threw them there, and they did that exact thing. They had a, they said, this is what we need. This is what we want. They brought them into the, uh, to the laboratory environment, put them, they even put them on a facility for a week. And they said, well, here's the bake-off. And as they went through the whole thing, you know, can you deploy this instance, you know, within a week? Can you deal with our data? And then they threw them a curveball. And uh, the the large, big battleship organization that said that could do whatever um, was sitting there doing sock puppets and um, you know powerpoints, while the other organization was showing the, the actual result. invoice, the actual you know based on multi-party settlement and based with this that you know all the other variables. So, so so when I look about the enterprise billing, um, it's really fun, by the way. You know, because somebody, we spend so much time in the telco space, and that has an animal and an entity, and it's bereft with inordinate levels of competition. But when you get over to the ERP space, it's kind of fun, yeah. right? Because you're able to leverage best practices that you see in one industry or one vertical and kind of bring it in and kind of leverage it for either a recommendation or for a um, – um, you know, when you're looking at the solution architecture or there's a better way to kind of do a certain process. So you learn different things as you work across all these industries. But back to these, you know, the enterprise space, um, I, like I said, I, I think there's really probably half a dozen that that really live in that space. But the half a dozen that live in that space, those half a dozen that really can do you know, complex, salty, super stuff. complex. It's not, yeah. I think I think it's a subset of those six. Okay. Right. Now, again, you can throw money and time and resources at it. Can I say one story? Real sure. Quick? I, I, that would be great because that okay. that paints a picture so, of how this kind of works. So, so, work. so there was a financial um, services organization that um, had a very unique billing challenge, and you know, say they went out and they shopped and they. They, I think they looked at twenty different wow. vendors, um, and so they so they went through this whole bake off and this whole thing and you know, the the grids and the RFPs and all that and scrub data and blah blah blah. So fast forward, um, successful deployment, very happy with it, you know. But it was a small set of like a small entity within a, a financial company. So then. 
somebody else came in and bought you know that financial company and this guy this entity was a big erp advocate and they had mongolian hordes of sap coders so you know they looked at this this entity and you know truth be known is that some politics became came into play and that the cio of this financial services company you know wanted to maintain levels of staffing for his erp developers that you know if if you throw enough time and money and resources at it get you done. can make any get done yeah but now you're dealing with a middleware issue right now you're dealing with coding and this and that correct now you're dealing with coding and and to me when i look at the enterprise space you know these 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 organizations really have some choices right they can you know they can build something on their own and i talked with another financial services company today literally today that somebody had built an application you know and it was mm -hmm. all kind of you know built and it was one person's head it was it was proprietary and when the person left you know he that was, software whoopsie uh, whoosh, went away and the ability to kind of replicate it became frustrating Expensive. so then they so then they threw that away and now they're back to the spreadsheets and slamming all those together and now it takes four to five days to create invoices for very 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 complex invoices for a small number yeah. of people and a lot of that boils down to that uh the process automation that's involved in there on those because I, I would guarantee you that most of that proprietary side of that from the person before was figuring out how not to have to do the same thing again next month. Correct. And so when they leave and have and own the conveyor belts mm -hmm. and how they're plumbed together, the stuff starts falling on the floor. Yeah. So so that's the first flavor yeah. is that you build it on your own. But there's mm -hmm. pluses and minuses to that. Yep. Second flavor is you know take my ERP uh, solution and extend its uh, functionality to kind of meet the needs of my business. Right, but that comes with trade-offs of trading, coding, right, and still don't have the agility to make those changes when you want, you know. Or I go out and I look at a vendor that you know specializes in the space and can make the adaptions and make the changes and kind of work with it. So you have to take a best-of-breed solution, which is an overplayed um, you know uh, phrase, right? But but what it is. But you take the breed vendor and you plug it in to, you know, the whole fabric and the stack. Um, or you just accept you're not going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not. And so then there's opportunity costs not being able to get there. So when you when you start looking into the the third option or the second option or the first option, whether it be the proprietary, whether you come through the ERP piece, uh, when we talk about pluses and minuses there, from what I'm hearing, you've got or have seen actually is one you've got you've got more heads and more pieces of integration points of failure correct and you have a uh, probably at least a tripling of the uh, communication interfaces necessary to define a process from start to finish between all those integration points Mm -hmm. And if you have any weak links within that, the ability to apply the appropriate uh, resolution strategy to that can be 
extremely difficult, both mm-hmm. for a com- just from straight communications and understanding what the left side does versus the right side versus how it gets moved in the middle. Mm-hmm. You get that, you get the finger pointing thing going on. Well, it's their side. It's their side. It's mm-hmm. in the middle. It's not there. Mm-hmm. So, but the advantage of that is you get to divide and conquer. That's kind of what, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be one of the big bonuses of it. And when done well, I think you probably maintain some of that benefit, right? Mm-hmm. So then let's go to the third side. Because uh, I'm going to skip proprietary because it is what it is. You bought it, you baked it, you know and you what? eat and, it. And, and, you and they what? can work great. And you know what? If you got, if you're the size of an organization and you've got the discipline to say we're going to have, you know, yeah, I'm not fail over, bad. we're going to document it, we're going to create it. You know, and a lot of times when it's built internally, it is fantastic and yeah. it is great. If it's right? done like a software lifecycle project with yeah. documentation, with correct. And uh, but but inevitably, what I've seen is that that approach usually um, has a has a point of diminishing returns, mm-hmm. and so and and it's usually about the seven, eight, nine year, yeah, maybe ten year cycle where it just becomes a. It, right. It's got so many point solutions baked into it that weren't treated as a holistic API or Correct. process. Correct. So that as you as you mature and grow and you get more complex on your business, mm-hmm. that system begin gets to the point where you can't manage it anymore. Correct. Because you've got so many, and you get even the person that 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 wrote it gets to the point where they're going because I know I've been involved in some yeah. of these projects and trying to uh, uncode. The processing with that, it's a reverse engineering exercise. Mm-hmm. Thing works great, does everything you want it to do, but don't don't be changing this here. Yeah. Because when that happens, we're not really sure what will happen. How can I regression test this? You can't yeah. do it anymore. All right. Yeah. So we know that's one of the, the cons of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the third one, which is a more... Uh, yeah, somebody, not a, some, you somebody don't like the best who, of breed. I like to think most agile vendor process. Somebody that can bring the services piece, that can bring the integration knowledge and expertise, the data, because all this stuff is data driven, mm-hmm. and the operational efficiencies mm-hmm. with their system. Because you're going to need all of those mm-hmm. so, over a, over so a five year. A contract. piece of software that is dedicated to the actual billing function. End of story, right? That is what it does. Right. Right. This is it. This is where it lives, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a CRM, okay? It's, this is what it does right in here. And, and the other part about, uh, and, and I keep differences, talking about the differences between telco and, and enterprise, but, uh, on the enterprise space, you know, the, the, the pure function of billing and rating tends to be more segmented on the enterprise space. And you don't necessarily take a lot of the other add-on pieces, you know, collections or financials or RevRec or all the other different variables that are kind of, you know, bolt-on add-on components to the product catalog and to all the other variables. But but it tends to live by itself mm-hmm. as a more dedicated, standalone piece of the stack. Does that make sense? It does, except for the fact that if it doesn't work well with the rest of the stack, what is the benefit you get out of that? None. And be, you, know, you end up spending a lot of time and money and effort for no reason. And and the hard part is, is you know, everything that the – somebody, a friend of mine, talked about the gazinias and the, the gazaches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you're talking about, you know, 
information for whatever industry vertical it is. I don't care if you're in the hospitality industry or financial transactions or you're a stock exchange or whatever it is, all of that usage that comes into the pipe, right? And so then you've got to figure out what are all the different rules? What are the rate codes that I'm going to apply to this usage, right? And then it's where are all the integration points where it goes out, right? So all of the different pieces. What I think is is almost harder is, is that you, you have to have, you know, all of the different pieces and rules defined on the inbound side and what you want to do with all the usage and all the different traffic components. And then, you know, then the, then where it goes on, on the, the outbound is usually a lot easier, but on the inbound consumption piece, you know, how do you want to apply it? You know, you know, and the, and the real driver is of course complexity. What mm-hmm. are the rating rules? And, and then on the, on the back end side, let me, let me sw- scratch that in time that reverse that because on the back end side, it's not just the outbound feeds of what systems do you go to, but it's also who needs to get greased? Multi-party settlement. Yep. Right? How many different parties are involved in the in the in the, in the whole transaction? Right. And, and then you need to talk about the financial controls and auditing on that, because yeah, that becomes those guys have really that becomes about that really stuff. picky later on. Yeah. And then and it's and while we're while we're talking about the exit stream here and the audit trail, mm-hmm. the same thing applies on the inbound side, because you know. As a person that's been doing mediation for the last 30 years, one of the biggest challenges is the people that need to use it at the business level usually really don't understand where it came from. And they shouldn't really need to. They need to understand its relevance in their business, why they're using this data, mm-hmm. these transactions come in, how it comes in, the tech, who cares? Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to know their file is here. They want to know their data has shown up. They need to understand and be have reported to them critical timing information. So let's say you've got to do monthly settlements. Well, you can't do the settlement until all the data is there. Well, how do you know all the data is there? What happens if you turn it on and start running it before your data is there? Does all of it? But you get Does, incomplete. Output, well, how do you know? Well, you need, you know, well, you need so somebody so to understand. You've got to have those controls, right? So that, hey, that mediation word, by the way. That's right. I, and I know it's an older word. I know. I know. But, and, and there's a lot it's of smell, new. It's there's a lot of uppercase. There's, there, there, there's whole new words of, you know, oh, the, you can, the, that the industry has come up data with. Data in and data out. Yeah, you're it's right. It's exactly the same. It's just data. Right. So you need to understand who, what, where, when, and why on that data. Who did I get it from? Where's it going? Why am I getting what it? What am I doing to it? Yep. And then, and then at the end, who got it? Before Who's going to receive it? Right. Then how do you do the? Everything has to have an audit trail. It's good. Now that, back. And that, and we know that that applies to everything here on each one of these systems. But that becomes more challenging to perform a quality audit trail of a data lifecycle of a feed through a mm-hmm. multi-touch point system yes. that's applying multiple financial touches to this well. to generate that slice pie. And somebody comes back and says, "It's wrong. I don't. I, I think you owe me more." So uh, you got to go you back. Got, you got to you know, look everything, at all, all the records. You got to call and, Bob on the weekends. Hey, we got. And it depends on your on your industry as well, because some of those have serious. Like if you're in the financial industry and you're doing yeah. stock exchanges and yeah. things like that, yeah. there's some people with like guns and things that will come after you <laughs> later on. If it's not right. sunglasses, yeah. knocking and then your you know helicopters and things yeah. going. No, 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 no. So you've got the same issue with. Uh, uh, the, in every one of the industries, at the end of it, yeah. it's the money. Who's got the money? Where'd the money go? 
-hmm. Did I get my share of the money? And if somebody's saying I didn't get my money, you need to be able to prove why. Here, here it is. Here's, here's That's the data. Happened. But those, those are all those integration points that you talk about on a complex settlement scenario. Yeah, yeah and, and and not to not to beat a dead horse, right? But if, but if you don't have a complex billing situation, right? You don't have multi-party settlement. You don't have you know seven hundred rate codes that you need to apply with seven, taxing six, with four thousand you know rules that you apply to it. Then you know. The ERP systems are great. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. They're just a logical extension of of the whole stack. It's less points of failure, and you know, plug it in, right? So, what the real industry thing is is that you know this enterprise, all encompassing naming convention you know, for, and maybe that we're a little biased because you know, we we know telco and we know everything else is just considered enterprise. Eh, you know, I, I we we've been in. You know, for instance, uh, the airport industries, you know, and what's interesting, interesting about the airport industries is that, you know, they have ERP vendors that are specific to, to the that. transportation and or airport industry. Yep. And it's the same thing with utility industries and the same with other verticals. And, you know, I've always kind of struggled with what's the right way to kind of look at the number of verticals. Uh, mm -hmm. There's SAIC, I think is what it is. Uh, I can't remember but there's naming conventions, and they start with seven types of verticals. And from the seven verticals, it goes down to 400, you know, subsections <laughs> or something like that, some crazy number. And so um, you know, probably, I think, probably a, a dozen or two different verticals, a dozen to two dozen, somewhere in there, is a logical segmentation of verticals. And the number of verticals that have complex billing out of those Let's just call it 18 or whatever, midpoint. Maybe half. Yeah, say maybe, maybe half have complex. Let's say eight to 10. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. out of those, um, you know, and we've seen, you know, we've seen it in hospitality. We've seen it in financial services. We've seen it in, in different, you know, financial tech. Um, we've seen it in business to business, right? Mm -hmm. When there's a complex business to business requirement. Yep. Um, so, or business services. Um, so, you know, e everything from EDI to, um, uh, you know, um, settlement of expense reports to whatever. Right. Yeah. So, I would selling commercial uh, data services or data yeah, exactly. office complex. It's off, it's off the yeah. charts, but it's but, all, but again, that. but just just an honest recognition. If you're an enterprise company, you know, what do you really need and you know, again, I'm not an advocate of spending three years to build requirements. I'm not. You know, I, I think that's foolishness. Um, and I, again, I, I believe that the best way to do it is shortlist a reasonable number of vendors and have them help you fill out the rest of your requirements, right? right? And, and bring a, some game to the table, right? You mm -hmm. don't show up as a vendor and go, what do you mm -hmm. want us to do? Mm -hmm. And then on the buyer side is to be cognizant that, Again, you can talk to any billing vendor, and they'll say they can do it. But well, having having the smarts, can. having the smarts to say, well, how many people, how long, and and what's the cost to to implement change or to create you know, something new? You know, those mm -hmm. are the real questions. Yeah, that you have to deal with. Well, and and when you know, I'll go back to my sweet spot. I'm part of that. It was that every one of those things you just talked about that's going to provide some sort of billing, whether it's uh, customized 
whether it's ERP or whether it's enterprise. Every one of them has to do with some sort of measurement system that has rates and charges applied to them. Of course. Distributions to it. So it's data, data in, and data out. So that's that's important. Mm-hmm. So as you as you boil down those different pieces, you start talking about those different levels of complexity. Mm-hmm. So if you started out building your own uh, proprietary system, like you said, that's probably got a limited life cycle to it, based on changes and complexity that comes up with your business over, let's say, a ten year or fifteen year life cycle. And, you know, uh, just think of communications, for example. Uh, and phone phone used to be landline. Well, now like people have landline and data streaming, mobility, all these different things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of your traditional uh, service providers are, are branching out into different segments of. Are we talking telco? Or are we talking enterprise today? Well, this is this is kind of both. <laughs> it's kind of both. I'm just saying that that's a, that's part of that model. That if I was looking at my systems and I had generated them internally, they were homegrown. And if I'm looking at what can I do with that today, do I spend my time and money trying to refactor my proprietary software to handle the new business? opportunities for my industry, no matter what it is, that, those are some of those metrics that I would want to be looking at. How long, what, what am I trying to get to? What can my current system do? And what are my options, ERP or enterprise billing? The other two categories that we're discussing here, mm-hmm. um, you know, I want to be able to walk through each one of those as a, to help drive where I fit as a consumer or a purchaser mm-hmm. of those services. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that mediation was high in the level and of importance mediation. and data, yeah. data in, data out. I think out. they've got some new, cool, sexy words. Yeah, no, I'm sure they do. But see, that's why my hair is white. Uh, I don't know, man, whatever. But yeah. um, So, you know, the, the other thing I was just thinking about when you were, as you were talking is, you know, we've been looking at this from somebody who wants to go look for, mm-hmm. you know, a Good system. Point. All right. And I don't necessarily think that you have to do a rip and replace of the whole fabric all right i think i think you may want a, if you're an enterprise company that has complex billing requirements and you realize you have limitations right or you've you've looked at how much how many coders it takes to kind of implement a change and you're going geez you know, i can't you know we can't adapt to the market because i've got seven ERP vendor X coders that know language, whatever. Yeah, the and, juice you know, is not worth the squeeze. All right. And, and by the way, you know, their stack or their workload right now is we can get you that in three months. You know, we can do some analysis on that in three months. Man, another consideration is to say, well, what if I look at a component or elements of some of these guys that are the best of breed billing only vendors mm-hmm. and plug it in to you know my fabric right to handle and, the new right? stuff and then you know to handle the new stuff and you know that that really implies you know um, you know and, and let me not implies but in a in a in the right way is that if you plug it in the right plug in should be one that says i don't need to change what you're sending me right and I don't need to change what, what I'm sending. Yeah. Right? So Absolutely. you can keep that the same, but I still want to kind of put in this little block of goodness that allows me to create new stuff 
right? Rate it, you know, put all those rules on it, do whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then feed, you know, feed the battleship back. Yep. You know, send it back to the to the big iron, right? That is, uh, you know, in the format and in the, in the way it speaks the today. The way that it is, so no change, no rip and replace, right. no cardiac heart surgeries. Just you know, plug it in, right? And it's like a little power booster. You know, you plug yeah. it in. Boom! It's a, it's a virtual processor to plug into the side without physically changing your main Correct. system, yeah. and without having to change all of your skill sets and all your people and all yeah. your fiefdoms you know cause, let's be honest with you i mean big companies they've got politics well yeah I own this right and they've got yeah you know, and there's a, just, there's a risk to it's, a it's reality places it's, it's, it's risky exactly. well that's what uh, i mean you brought up a, a, an excellent answer to my kind of question regarding that you know one your current living system billing whatever it is that you're doing how you process mm-hmm. your data that is proprietary to your business. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not even proprietary, but it, it kind of is now because you've been customizing this to your business solution for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And if I want to make that change and I want to say, hey, you know what? We've never done an affinity program or a discounter mm-hmm. or whatever. Pick your X, Y, or Z and go, mm-hmm. how would I do that? And you look at your, the engine that you're working with today, both from the, the technology, the implementation, the uh, support staff, the coding, everything. It's like, wow, this this engine screams and works great on what it does, but it has no provision in it to do any of these, these things. This track does not mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. I can't get there from here. Do the rip and replace. I mean, all that's huge risk, a lot of time, a lot of expensive, and you're what if I just said, well, let me minimize the number of touch points to the absolute minimum to feed something mm-hmm. that will then give me back exactly what I need and not change my starting point and ending point are the same. The route just shifted for these things and comes back out. Mm-hmm. So my my end result is I only paid for the new customization and I didn't have to break any of my old stuff. I think that's a great idea and a, it and is, a great right? thing to I bring mean, up about that. You don't have to replace the whole factory. Right, you don't, yeah. you, know, you know, every all the materials coming into the factory and what's being kind of on the finished product on the back end side, you don't have to replace all of the different conveyor belts and all of the different processes mm-hmm. and, and robots. It's just you know when in step eleven of a 30, 30, per, 30 step process, you're gonna shunt that stuff just, over you're here. You're gonna shunt it over here. You're gonna do some magic, create it right, and then, and then put it back onto and then the production. enter it back into the feed again. I, I, I mean, that's maybe oversimplified, but that's well, the way I pretty, look at it, it. But it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward when it comes down to that from an implementation. We know that 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 process works. So we've been doing that for a number of years with some of our clients that have something that comes up that is like, can you run this and get this for, to us? It needs to look like this. Make it look like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we, the, yeah. you transform that and perform that. And how it happens, they don't care. And you know what? That begets another question, right? Is that the, this little, you because know, we've, over the years, we've, we've helped clients that have that little one-off. Hey, can you do this one over here? Yeah. With my with my traffic, without having to put in a whole, even a subset yeah. of a system, yeah, but it's kind of like that proprietary and, system and over time. That. But yeah, and, and that becomes a proprietary step or a process or yep. one off that you do, and yeah, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. but it, but it becomes extremely efficient and agile for that customer because you go, 
I can get you to the finish line in three steps mm -hmm. and two weeks versus mm -hmm. 500 steps in five months. Mm -hmm. Then the end result, the thing that goes in, the, the final requirement was make it look like this. Yeah. Well, it's well, easier, to, easier to put the Play-Doh mm -hmm. through the new filter than it is to yeah. try and make new Play-Doh. Another one I, was think, I thought that I just had was, um, you know, sometimes if, you know, if you take this monetization engine in the enterprise space, that supports complex requirements. And then if you start putting more and more and more and more things on it, then the cost of ownership for just that monetization can start to add up. I don't care what system you have. You, absolutely. Right? I don't care how good it is and how nimble it is. But if you are throwing, you know, more and more weight and more and more things onto that end objective result, right, multi-part settlement or complex or massive volumes, inevitably, the more and more you put onto it, reaches a point of diminishing returns. And actually like becomes have, a negative. Yeah, and it, become, it yeah. can become a negative. So, so again, you know, if you're, if you're looking to either, you know, replace or augment, right, it, it still has to be a five to 10 year process, right? And then the other one that, you know, should be, on a, a buyer's criteria is the change, right? Are, are, are you going to, are you going to, are you, will your business remain static? Right. Uh, maybe it's highly complex, but will you sell one product, one service, one combination, one permutation of what you have today, five years from now, right. 10 years from now, are you going to introduce a new line of business? Are you going to try new, some new things? Are you going to buy a company that you're going to try to blend it in? Yeah, let's think about that, right? So, so can your enterprise complex billing system support that, right? And and again, everybody's going to say oh, yes. It can. It's, it's how yeah. fast. It's and not for how long. What, what's that? What's the what's the grass cutting lawnmower thing? It's not how fast you cut your grass, but how well you cut your fast cut your grass fast. fast. Yeah, something like that. I, I blew that one. I did. Didn't come. Yeah, around. that's that was weak sauce. That was awful. But <laughs> it's but it's about how fast you can adapt to change. How it, fast? Absolutely. You can you can put a new and line do business it in cleanly and efficiently at a high speed. Yeah, because you bring up a great point. Because like even if, let's say you've, you're in a a business that is doing a lot of acquisitions. So each Ooh, one of them the same thing. Each one of them has their own. Every one of the challenges and things that we talked about, whether whether it's a custom built system, ERP, enterprise, or uh, they send it over to you know somebody else to do it, a third party. Mm -hmm. They have no idea how it works. Well, you have to answer all those questions now over time. Of well, how how many billing systems or solutions can we support? And then now, how does this fit in? How do we do our 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 accounting on this, are we going to keep them as their own, 
You know, well, just a mm. lot of questions that come up with from the financial auditing controls to the complexity of supporting multiple systems that may have multiple fiefdoms of expertise or yep. desire to work mm. on these things. Mm. Or Not that they're bad. Or, they're no, all, or knowledge about the systems yeah. that you've gone out, you've bought this company, or, and then you, you've brought them in. You know, or like, you didn't bring them in. You got yeah. you bought the assets, but not the people. Correct. And then the people, it turns out, were the ones that kind of knew how it works. So you've got this thing. It's like, Correct. anybody know how to get that light to go green? <laughs> Right. So um, we, we expect green here, right? Or is this one of these systems is backwards where it's red? And then it reaches a point where it's like, well, don't touch it, right? It yeah. works. And, so and just keep sending it in there. And, but yeah. that's traded off with, 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 you know, you do need to have, you know, consolidation, centralization of systems. So, you know, and then you, you, you should have one, right? One place in a, in the M&A scenarios, one organization, one system that you're trying to get everything over to. Right, so so that begets the whole conversation of you know bringing all of these companies that you go by and you bring them onto, and almost all of our customers are either buying other companies or being bought or being bought. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. so inevitably, then it's you know, and the, you know the, yeah, whether it's in the telco space or in the enterprise enterprise space, huge element to what we're dealing with yeah. on the M and A side, huge element. Because now you're looking at that system and your system, and you know sometimes organizations say, yeah, this is the one we bought is a better system. Yeah. This one's over here. Then you got politics and fiefdoms and all this kind of stuff that comes into it. But but that happens all the time. So you know when you look at those and you break each one of those scenarios. So let's say somebody has uh, over the last 24 months acquired. Five businesses with a total of twelve new billing systems within there. Yeah, you know that happens a lot. You've got different flavors mm -hmm. of each one of them because they bought somebody before. Mm -hmm. uh, that that adjunct billing engine that can slowly take these pieces in and, and redo what the other one was without being mm -hmm. disruptive mm -hmm. has been a successful strategy that mm -hmm. I've seen mm -hmm. deployed mm -hmm. that minimizes the overall, we'll never get all this done it reduces, it reduces the level of effort Stress. of migration. It reduces the timeline. It you get it down to, to, to a level right. of units that, are, that can be managed too easily. Mm -hmm. If I'm a universal consumer of data, Right, and a universal um, exporter of results. You know, even if you have, you know, a large battleship that is not going to go anywhere, mm -hmm. right? But if you're out here doing M and A's, then you can put in a plug right here that says, "Well, these six guys that I just bought are going to, you know, be the. Yeah. It's going to be the 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 filter. It's going to be the." Media, it's kind of like a mediation. It's system. all data going in it and is, coming right. out, you know, right? But it's just from a product catalog and a, right, and absolutely. A billing perspective, it can provide the same function, and then and then but feed, that, feed that, the battleship. That flexible ability to answer the question, it kind of needs to look like this, because that that entity that you purchased, the first thing to do is you don't want to be so disruptive that you break the that billing model for them. Because mm -hmm. you you want the money, you bought it, you got assets, you've got stuff. The other one is critical I'm, component. I, I need to be able to take that process and begin to coalesce these all together to have more of a centralized billing engine. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if I if I approach it, it's just kind of spitballing here from the 
enterprise only view that it's going to do everything all at once and it's one ginormous project. I think everybody would pretty much look at that and go, that's probably not going to be a very efficient way to get this done. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's start to block and tackle. Mm -hmm. We're going to take this and we go, let's schedule, we'll schedule the first two that will be the biggest bang for the buck and the quickest way to get them in. And so we can retire those other assets and import the new mm -hmm. ones. So that's that's that requirements. That's that architecture, the mm -hmm. plan to kind of figure out. And it's choosing a solution set that allows you to do that. That's cool. I mean, and, and you know what? You know, as we sit here and just talk about it, I never really thought about it. But if I am an enterprise complex company and we're going to go through some M&A, you know, I, I want one of those best of breed solutions that can at a minimum consume, right? And make and, it look and, like this. And normalize, consume and normalize yeah. all of those, all of that financial transaction information so that uh, I don't have to wait a year, two years, three years plus to get it onto either the battleship or that. You know, best or, solution. Or, or get it through the virtual process, or like I like to think of it as. It's the mm -hmm. it's the side piece. You're not putting in a heavy hardware solution on that. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is saying, I'm I'm going to take that piece of information and processing that I'm going to retire the current process at some point. Mm -hmm. But how do I how do I process that? Keep it working today, so I don't have any disruption. Mm -hmm. And number two is. Go ahead and get that that second channel of processing done, QA'd, performant, and ready to roll. So when I shut the other one off, end to end, it works, mm -hmm. and I have no disruption. Mm -hmm. to, to me, that's the happy space for that, mm -hmm. because there's a you know, unfortunately, from the data side of it, especially on the M and A with the 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 age of some of the systems, the loss of gray matter when uh, through attrition and people and. Uh, sometimes the acquisitions aren't as clean as you'd like from a from a turnover perspective. Uh, what it used they to be, they really are. I don't care what size, I don't care nice what vertical it. you are. I'm I don't care nice where you it. live. There's uh, challenges with that. They're, they are rarely smooth. The thing, regardless where of vertical, regardless of size, they're ve they're rarely smooth. So that that ability to take something and go at the end of the day. What does it need to do to, to be finished? What does finished mean for this system? Mm -hmm. Then you work backwards. Because mm -hmm. lots of times where the data came from, no one really even knows anymore. What mm -hmm. was that format? Why, yeah. why does it look like this? We, we, we have, a, we have a, a, a story where we had an exact scenario. It was an M&A. And there was a, a, a proprietary building, building system that was running this smaller company. And no one knew anything about the data, right? None. What's the rules? It was never, you know, it wasn't documented. <laughs> what a surprise, right? So it wasn't documented. Nobody knew anything about the rules, right? So, so inevitably, you know, all of the things that needed to be done were delayed by months and months because you kind of had to do reverse engineering to try to look at it, the output and work your way back. And there was no one there to answer any questions about yeah. this. And then you're trying to connect the dots with a business representative that knows something about this process or something about those contracts or something about that, whatever. And so you have to kind of reverse engineer 
So as best you can, as best you can. Because sometimes there's uh, the the classic the spreadsheet with the rules in it that's password protected, and the person that mm-hmm. the one person mm-hmm. that used it uh, is no longer with us. Yeah, and, which and I mean, that, and I mean, it totally gone. Which happens a lot, and and that has happened on several occasions, and. Uh, you know, people have tried to, let's use a password crack program to see if we can get through mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you wind up going, well, where's the last place we can see this data in the clear? Yeah. yeah and, and then you go, it needs to look like this. Yeah. And then you you do that process mm-hmm. as best you can to figure out, you know, looking into what you can see, and then you have to make some assumptions. That goes to how well your teams work, how experienced they are. With answering some of those questions, because there's some of them, those processes will stop. And, for six and we months. say teams. When we say teams, I think that's on both sides. Oh, absolutely. That's both, both the customer and the vendor. Absolutely. Right. So you know, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yep. And rally on, and and then you and know. you have to have that collaborative work environment for those people mm-hmm. on both sides of that equation, because at the end of the day, there's so many things that uh, the 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 current Legacy team that may be not happy thinking they're going to get replaced versus the, the people that are trying to come in and, and solve the, the current challenges of the of locked out data, things that are missing, just getting meeting the goals of why they were hired to be there. Mm-hmm. So that, that communications piece, that has to be a, a, a well-managed process mm-hmm. because there's, especially on the legacy ones, a lot of challenges with, with missing information on how those systems work, yeah. where the data came from, mm-hmm. what actually was transformed. And and the idea of going, some of this stuff doesn't need to be the way it used to be mm-hmm. because this is what we want to get out of it. And, and by the way, that, those issues are, are the same whether you're on the enterprise side or on Absolutely. the telecom side. Right? But, and M&A is big on the telecom side. <coughs> I think on the enterprise side, it's, it's a little more pronounced. So... Well, I think it's got it's got more touch points to it, yeah, and it, it yeah. becomes a little more difficult so. to to get those because there's you've already got it's already enterprise, yeah. so now you've got more hands and things yeah. that are that can point and yeah. lead you down to rabbit holes, or there's the the process that's been used for the last twelve years that does nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, what do you think about all right? So, after this conversation, Mr. Brian Preston, have I helped you? Provide a be- get a better understanding of the dynamics, challenges, and options and considerations for an enterprise customer when they're looking at either a new system, replacing system, or an adjunct strategy. Have I, I given you that? I, I think you've given you me today? a number of items that I would summarize like this, okay. that if I am in the, uh, the acquisition mode of a either an enterprise or ERP, or I think I'm going to build my own. The ideas and the pluses and minuses you gave me on each one of those areas are all things that I would want to line up on my pros and cons grid here of looking Mm -hmm. at this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next thing is uh, I would want to definitely have an understanding of the complexity of the systems that I want to bring together. Is this an ERP style mode where I can have these tight integration systems points or my business. Well, kind of both because the systems okay. help me run my business. Mm-hmm. So to me, to me it's a left to right process. Mm-hmm. I need it to come out like this. Can I can I take the ERP approach to this 
or do I want to look at the enterprise approach? What are the pluses and minuses we just talked about, about mm -hmm. each one of them? Mm -hmm. And we kind of walk through that scenario. So I would want to balance what my business model is, what my end objectives are, and then figure out, well, how do I want to approach this? Do I, do I, do I want to buy the one huge chunk and just roll the dice? And make, mm -hmm. okay, I think it'll all happen, knowing it's probably going to cost some bucks, but you throw enough money at it, it'll get done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I, I still, I always advocate to any buyer, you know, always take a 10-year look, right? And look at, you know, not just the software. Look at your people that are going to be around it, right? So who's yeah. going to really run it, right? Who's really going to modify it? Who's going to deal with the incremental business changes, Right. You know, and is that is that my coding or am I configuring? Mm -hmm. OK, you know, what's my future? Am I, you know, what's the likelihood of either M&A right, or introduction of new lines of business? You know, and, and again, every billing vendor says I can do that. So, well, again, but how fast can you do it? Well, and, That's and how matter. much of this is actual real? configuration or how much is his actual real new coding in order mm -hmm. to meet certain business objectives mm -hmm. and why why I'm, I'm, and, I'm doing this and and, and the example i put out <coughs> before is that if you've got you know if you've got 50 guys that know how to code right and you and you're always going to have 50 guys for the next 10 15 years that may be a better strategy mm -hmm. you'll right. own all of it right you'll own all of it, it the good and the bad correct you know but yep. you know Agility trade-offs, you know, resource, you know, third-party costs. Yeah, well, all, they're all trade-offs. Let's talk about that agility piece there when you have multiple vendors involved in this. Because now you So in other words, I'm an enterprise company and I've got multiple billing systems. I have multiple billing systems okay. and multiple vendors supporting each one of these. So it's almost like a system integration because you're talking about and I do this have, process we, stack. I, we we do have customers that are on the enterprise side mm -hmm. that have multiple billing systems. Mm -hmm. In fact, almost, uh, I don't know if all of them do, but, but they have lines of business that don't require yeah. a complex billing Some system. Some of them it's simple. And they, they have the ERP system do that. Right? <clears throat> Absolutely, because it's a great point solution to, yeah. to, to yeah. I can get it done I, for I don't want, yeah, to, to keep it the way that it is, you know, cost me less in terms of money, disruption, and resources, than to take it and put it into the the standard system. Right. Well, that's that 10-year plan, and that's that thought process of, can I do something that's agile and quick if this really needs to be sunset, mm -hmm. or I need to integrate this for, for cost savings? I still need to produce the billing for it, but let's say it's a shrinking line of business. Mm -hmm. So my, my cost of supporting that from the from the business operations side of this is going, yeah. I, I, I need to minimize this or it's not worth doing. Yeah. I, mean, I got to, I got to cut costs on this. Correct. So I don't want to rebuild the same engine. I, I just want to, or the, or the money and like time this. and effort to get it over, to right. get it over is not worth it. So, no so that, so you've got any, so you, you could have point solutions, ERP that could come in that maybe fills that gap. You no. could have, no. you could have a nimble, more enterprise level system that could integrate that more into the rest of your process. Hmm. So those are the things I look at when I, when I'm thinking about how to make that decision and how it would work through, mm -hmm. through my brain because I do mediation and I go left to right and I want to, mm -hmm. I want to see each one of these steps 
where the pluses, where the minuses are, what's going to cost me this. And then I really like your idea the ten the ten year plan. Let's say I've got a staff that's already aging out. Mm-hmm. And and if I bring the new initiative Aging in there, workforce real dynamic in and, the United and, States, certainly. and and they're going to be leaving, and it's code centric. That's a that, big. That's, that's a. That's that a should nightmare. start sending off some sirens. So, so right, right there, there right there, my mm. tornado sirens are going mm. off, mm-hmm. saying, uh, I may need to look at something that's less heavy on the coding side of it, and move to a more." configuration and uh, metadata model that allows me to inject business logic Mm -hmm. all these all all the different technology uh, benefits you get versus just hard coding this stuff and And, and i don't mean hard coding and full disclosure right we're not the only metadata out there there's 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 (coughs) there's several of them out there right but but it really does help with a lot of these challenges yeah Right, that you're talking about, from the ability to consume and export, right, from in keeping it the same way, and all these business challenges that because you just talked about. Once again, it's data in and data out on a config. Correct. So Correct. if you can't add new, let's talk about it from like an object world. If I can't add a new object that represents a new business line to me, mm-hmm. and inject it into my processing engines just directly, without having to go through and recode everything, because it's all Everything, the structure drives everything, like an mm-hmm. old traditional database model and Here, the CRUD screens and my things. Rate code. Let I, me just I, let me add let whatever. Me re, let me program some new rate codes. Yeah, and 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 then you come back, and then two weeks later, after you launch it, somebody goes, "You know, we didn't do this." Ah, oh, mm. crap! Now we're back to where mm-hmm. we, we were. All right, the next release will come out in you know version one hundred and fifty three point five a, and that's adding the extra period to the back of the invoice <laughs> that we wanted to have, uh, and you know, and these processes and these systems have have served companies fantastically, and they're great. <laughs> they're great in some instances yeah. uh, for the size and the and the design of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, when you get that complex, multiple business units, multiple billing systems, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, those uh, and, and those decisions have a lot of have a lot of variables to them. Yeah. So you need something that can process a lot of variables. That's yeah. that's the way and, I look and, at it. And you know what? Yeah, it, it, it also is dependent. Yeah, you know, depends upon your size, right? If you're a fifty million dollar company, a five hundred million dollar company, a billion dollar company, you know your resources and your time and your talent, your staff. Are inordinately different, right? So if you're a billion-dollar company that has, you know, seven different billing systems, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're fine. You're, you you can be fine that way. Inevitably, you do want to drive economies of scale, right? Absolutely. You do want to kind of, you know, strengthen your business, right? And and, and your functions and your support staff, and you want to do all those things. <laughs>